0: Hello, Godlings, and uh, welcome back for episode six of the American Gods podcast, titled Worship at the Bone Orchard. I'm your host, Michael Lanek, and with me is my co-host, Sarah.
1: Hello, Godlings.
0: Uh, so this week is has been crazy. Yes. Um, <laughs> it Some weeks are... Just crazier than others. That's, that's really what it comes down to. Some weeks we have barely any information regarding the show, and and like this week we just have like picture after picture, um, just bits of news that seem to be flowing out uh, from stars, from Brian, from uh, Michael Green, um, and it's it's leading up to Comic Con, so obviously you feel like you're getting a little bit of a trickle of of information and images just to kind of get everyone excited which of course it's doing because we're excited and we're doing the podcast um,
1: very very excited I wish I could be there
0: yeah it's gonna be unbelievable I really really would love to be at, at the Comic Con uh, panel but
1: I'd sell a kidney but yeah
0: <laughs> I, it would probably
1: cost a lung my
0: kidney uh, my kidney is probably filled with kidney stones uh, because I get them I don't think really? any yes yes I, uh,
1: that sucks
0: yeah well I've had them since I was five Oof, so that's <clears throat> a rough yeah yeah it's, it really does suck <laughs> uh the pain is excruciating so nobody wants my kidney trust me. <laughs>
1: okay i'd sell mine yeah <laughs> mine's nice
0: yeah well your kidney might fetch us enough money to go down there
1: yeah but, get a flight right. that's about it
0: so um anyway so this is going to be uh, uh an episode where we've got a, a lot to talk about we have more casting news we have photos uh which are amazing and we have comic-con coming up so we're going to be doing a little bit of uh predictions, you know, what do you think we're going to see here in a few days, and uh, yeah, so I guess we can just get started and jump into it. Uh, well, actually, you know what, before we before we jump into it, um, so how was, how was your week? I guess we might as well kind of get all of our stuff out of the way.
1: My week's been kind of crazy. We bought a new TV, our first, like, real TV, it's actual smart TV, so we're Had to mount it onto the wall and stuff. It took three of us to figure out how to put a mount up and try and not drop it as we're putting it up. So it was kind of chaos, but it looks good. It hasn't fallen yet. It's always a plus.
0: (laughs) Is this kind of like the next gen? Like, how many people does it take to you know screw in a (laughs) light bulb? Now it's you know, you know, many many decades later. Now it's how many people does it take to mount a TV?
1: Right. If we had Technical Boy here, he'd get it up like that.
0: (laughs) That's true. Yes. Yeah. He would know exactly what to do. You know? Yep. <laughs> and he probably just touch the TV without having it plugged in and just to make things happen.
1: Like ha. ah. Yeah, so like,
0: boom. 30. And we've
1: got like our uh, Hannibal shrine right below it. I, there's like this painting from Etsy that's just like Hannibal's face and have it right below the TV. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all set up nice and pretty.
0: Yes. Well, we know where your priorities lie. You know. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um. This week's been been good. Crazy. I mean, nothing out of the ordinary. And as time goes by, as you get you know in your twenties and and beyond, uh, you start realizing that saying things like "not a lot's happened this week" isn't necessarily a bad thing. <laughs>
1: Because usually when a lot, usually
0: when a lot's happening, it's it's like a lot of craziness is happening, and not for the best sometimes. So, uh, if I say something like, "Well, you know, uh, my week's been about normal. I went to work and I played tennis and I did this and I did that." Well, you know, that's like part of the course. Like just every, that's about every day for me. So, yeah. I
1: survived this week. <laughs> yes, I can. It's always a plus.
0: Yeah. Well, for me, it's surviving to the weekend. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, here I'm currently on my weekend, so
1: well, lucky you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, let me tell you what, when I'm working on Saturday and Sunday, you're the one sleeping in. So
1: yeah. And it's sweet.
0: Yes. Yeah. So you get to be, you know, like jealous that I can sleep in and wake up tomorrow and uh, decide I'm going to go back to sleep. And on the flip side, I'm going to be doing the same thing when you're sleeping or my wife's sleeping. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm at work. That's
1: yeah, sad. On Saturday, I won't be sleeping in though, because I'll be going to the Riverview Mental Institution to go explore and ghost hunt.
0: <laughs> ah, well. So big fun. <laughs>
1: yes. Um. Scaring the crap out of myself.
0: Yes. And uh, most of the time, I don't expect to hear things like, "Well, I'm going on Saturday to the <laughs> mental institution," <laughs> as being something that uh, most people would find fun or exciting but however that being said i make no judgments you enjoy yourself at the mental institution
1: i will feel right in
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay uh all right so let's let's uh jump out of our uh lives <laughs> yeah and let's jump into the the main portion of the episode which is covering all the things that have happened this week all right so let's start out with uh bruce langley so
1: yes technical boy
0: yeah, so what what happened here give me give me the rundown
1: so earlier this week um a photo went out of technical boy sitting in his really fancy ass limo and he's smoking so it's the classic picture beginning when we first see technical boy in the book and he looks amazing but he also tweeted that that is the last time we will see technical boy like that
0: yeah and and the, that's probably true you know, um, some other things have been revealed about Technical Boy, but before we get into that, let's uh, let's just talk about the picture in and of itself. Okay, so if we look at this picture, it's it's really really awesome because we're inside the limo, uh, the the limo. <laughs> we're inside the limo.
1: That's adorable, limo. Mm, yes.
0: Mm. I've never said limo before. Uh, all right, so we're in this limo, and it's crazy because it's so wide, and it doesn't look like any limo that I've ever seen. I mean, it's like more like a spaceship, you know? It
1: really is, like Star Trek.
0: Yeah, like he's sitting there on the seat, but, I mean, he could have like a dance party inside this limo. There's just so much room. Um, he could break
1: dance right there.
0: <laughs> seriously, it's crazy. And he's, he's dressed, he's... Uh, it looks like he's got maybe dark blue jeans on. Um, he has a, a red shirt and what appears to be, uh, I believe, like a windbreaker or something, or some kind of uh, kind of weird white and salmon and black fancy color- fancy like uh, button up shirt or something. Uh, not entirely sure what. And then he's got some some sweet white and red uh, shoes on. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess he looks like some, like, stylish, you know, guy in his late teens, early 20s from, like, 2016.
1: Yeah, and um, I like to point out that there's, like, a big red emergency button or something right beside him on his, like, his left side. But looking at the picture, it's our right side. But it's, like, a big red button and, like... Is that the, like, evacuation eject button?
0: (laughs) Uh, You know what? I didn't even notice that at first. Uh, That's a good question. I have no idea. And you know what? Because it's there, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out even in the first episode that we see him.
1: Yeah, like, they wouldn't put that there for no reason. I'm sure we're going to find out what that means.
0: Sure. Yeah. That could be, (laughs) I mean, that could be a lot, depending on, on, yeah, I'm not sure what it could be, but. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they <clears throat> what they show us and what it ends up being but for now we don't know but we'll definitely be paying attention
1: i like to think that when he, he hits it and like a disco ball comes down and the bee gees start playing
0: <laughs> that would be sweet and you know, that would be <laughs> that right. actually be a great you know it'd be great you know and then all of a sudden like doors open up that we don't see and <sighs> girls come like scantily <laughs> Bad girls just come like dancing out in the ball in roller
1: skates. Yeah, in right?
0: the balls, you know, spinning and it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be stunning. that'd be great. Yeah, <clears throat> not a bad way to live, I think. Nope. So, <laughs> all right. So, so we have that picture, and it's it's really great. It's cool. I'm glad we get to see our first look at him. But that wasn't the only thing that came out regarding him. Okay, there's more information, and so for this, I want to reference a article. It's on, uh, well, let's see. I think it's on, what, Collider. And so there was this, uh, some some comments that were made regarding the picture and everything else. So, um, Fuller Brian Fuller, uh, head writer, showrunner, said that we needed to establish a frame of reference for the aesthetic of the technical boy. And director David Slade, and I believe, was the first one to say Commodore 64. Uh, and before I go any further, uh, for people that have no idea what Commodore sixty four is, um, it was created like the year I was born, nineteen eighty two. So Commodore sixty four, if you go back, it's like a really, really old gaming system that came came out around the time I believe of the Nintendo. Uh, so it's you know finding a Commodore sixty four that works is not easy, uh, but you can find it. But anyway, they're they're taking. You look it up, they're taking, I believe, the general aesthetic of the Commodore 64 and they're applying it to, you know, what we see in terms of the inside of his limo. That's what I'm taking that to mean. And he goes on to say, That would mean more to the audience once they understand more of the technical Boy's story. Why the Commodore 64 in that era of technology is so informative for the look of him and the story and the general aesthetic when we first sample his world. Okay. All right, so that was Brian Fuller, um, but there's a little more that uh, comes out. So uh, his co showrunner, uh, Michael Green, uh, said this. He said, um, Technical Boy has gone from something that was technology, uh, I'm sorry, technology has gone from something that was the province of the young to something uh, ubiquitous and in your pocket. And the aesthetics of that have changed. Um, Technology very much has a tie into fashion, which goes in cycles and changes overnight. What's in fashion, technology, and what's in fashion in fashion are minute-to-minute, and you can't possibly keep up. And we look to the technical boy to be someone who's very much a victim of both. The idea of feeling like you have to feed the beast of what's new and what's fresh is very much in his mind. Nothing he's wearing could have been accomplishable 15 years ago uh, when the book first came out. His clothes uh, reflect modern methods that even we were introduced to for this show, and uh, a little more was said here. Said so every time we see the technical boy, he'll be in something else, completely different regalia. Teases Green, like a lot of people in that period, he's constantly trying on new looks and new personas.
1: So basically, as we see him, he's going to be evolving with the times, with new fashion, new technology, etc.
0: Yeah, um, this is really, really interesting. And I really like the take they have on this character already. Because, look, I mean, when the book first came out all these years ago, 15 years ago, the technical boy was this kind of young, uh, pimply-faced teenager. And even the way he spoke and and the things that he said were, at the time, they were – a- applicable for the era in which we were in, uh, but obviously times changed. And he says, you know, it was quoted in this uh, this article here. Technology has shifted, and has changed. You know, but when the book came out, iPods weren't out yet. Okay? smartphones definitely not out, and just everything. I mean, social media wasn't really even a term. I think even at the time, uh, and if it was, nobody knew about it. Right. So how technology has become so, you know, intertwined in our daily lives, it's it's kind of led to them to take this character and I think make him more important to the story. And there's themes that they're going to tie into. Like you said, you know, it's like you got to feed the beast. Right. So you can see like almost for the technical boy, there's like a lot of pressure for him. Like a pressure to constantly stay on top technology wise and his influence on in the world and the the need for people on in the world to constantly be getting the newest, greatest technology and you know, how that impacts their daily life. And it's just I can see it being one of those things where you can almost see this character eventually kind of cracking under the pressure. You know? It's 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 interesting and I, I like what they're doing because I think To me, the technical boy was interesting in the book, but I don't... I think he's more interesting now already because I feel like they have more clay to work with in terms of the themes that they can utilize for this character. I think there's more possibility there than there was before.
1: Yeah, they've molded him in a way that's not predictable. It's something different, something we've never seen before. I'm really curious to see how it works out in the episodes
0: uh yeah it'll be interesting i'll be i'll be excited to see what they do i think what they're going to do with his character is going to end up being one uh i guess it's hard to make a lot of predictions now but i guess just knowing what we know right from those articles in the picture and, and all this kind of supplemental information we're getting i feel like right now he's going to be one of the best parts of the series um and I mean, hopefully the whole series is just amazing and all the storylines are fantastic. Uh, that's what you hope for. Um, but I feel like right now, this early, without knowing a whole lot, I I think that his character is going to be, be excellent. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I really feel like on that side of the go- gods and goddesses that he's going to be that the king of the gods and Media is going to be the queen of all of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, media itself is going to change, too, and we've already yep. think, mentioned that, too. So they're they're expanding the roles of these characters because we're making a show that is set in present day, uh, you know, 2015, 2016. So times have changed, which means these gods and what, they, what their influence is, has changed, too. You know, media has changed because media has become such a bigger, you know, thing in our lives. Um, 24-7, um, you know, CNN, Fox, you know, 24-7 news cycles. You know, back when in 2001, I don't think that even existed yet. Or if, or if it did, it just started. And so those concepts change what these gods and goddesses, like, what they do, who they are, what their sphere of influence is. So whether you're media or technical boy, it changes everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. So uh, let's move on to uh, – we have Anubis. And uh, so let's talk about her. Go ahead and uh, tell me what's going on with this awesome picture here that was revealed.
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry,
0: sorry, Uh, sorry, yeah, when I say Anubis, like, that was completely different. Um,
1: (laughs) It's like my Mr. Darcy. (laughs) Yeah,
0: okay, well, you know what, now I'm gonna be uh, reviled. Anyway, yes, (laughs) yes, 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 Bilquis, sorry.
1: At least you're in the same book, still better than me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, alright, so, um, yeah, so anyway, let's talk about, like, that, because this (laughs) is a fantastic photo.
1: Yeah, Brian Fuller tweeted out a photo of Bilqui, and when we first see her in the books, it's the, you know, red room, you got the candles lit, and of course she's naked in bed, and they've got the covers just covering up, um, covering herself up, and probably covering up the guy that's being, uh, <laughs> consumed by her lady
0: bits. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I remember when I first read that that chapter in the book. I remember when it ended. I just, I didn't know what to think. <laughs> I, you know, I, know, like, I was just ugh. like, uh, man, that's some um, interesting. So <laughs>
1: that chicks, lady bits just ate that dude. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: like, how do you like? What do you do with that? Like, as a person reading the book, is just like. I don't, how, what do I what am I supposed to take away from this you know like is, I
1: can't even mentally comprehend this is
0: this what women do maybe not like is this is what they that happens when you know sex is involved like literally like just devouring you somehow like
1: just hide from the wife for a week. I know what you can do.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I, Don't come near me. I know what you're capable of. I, I, I want to live. <laughs> so yeah.
1: I choose life.
0: Right. It, this is a really good photo, though. I mean, everything's bathed in red. Uh, the the yeah. walls are red. The covers are red. Uh, they have these really kind of like this orange uh, fluorescent lights that are up, and the candles, and so it's just it's making it's reinforcing kind of what is going on here which obviously is she's killing a man for one um so therefore the red equals death it also has to do i think with the fact that uh you know this is uh like this is her her room of of seduction and pleasure and uh where she brings her clients so i feel like that kind of all ties in together it's kind of like this combination of seduction and sex and and all that stuff mixed in with the fact that uh you know death has probably just happened or finishing you know the the killing of this man so
1: yeah and because like she he is er, he is a client and so it's kind of like um homage to like the red red light district as well
0: that's true yeah that that's yep.
1: kind of the industry that they're showing us
0: <laughs> yeah it is it is that's another good uh good point you made there yeah, so the kind of yeah, all ties together, and I and I just like the the colors, kind of hinting at all that. So that's really it's really good stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah. One thing Brian Fuller can do it's you know color coordination, having it mean something. Yeah. Love it.
0: Yeah. So all right, um, we have another excellent photo, and this is one of Shadow and Laura. Looking yes. at it, and it's titled, Love is Dead, Kinda. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so this photo, it it's obviously from early on in the show. It appears uh, to be the, probably the first time that, that Laura and Shadow meet. Um,
1: uh, yeah.
0: So the, and it, it, it looks like her hand is on her chest.
1: I think that's his hand. Is it? Well, on, let me just bring up a photo before I start... Saying things that may or may not be true.
0: I think that's his hand on her chest. I think it's like on her heart, kind of, almost like she's like he's feeling her her, her where her yeah, it's his be. hand. Like she's trying to. He's like almost like yeah. Wow, there is no heartbeat, you know. So, um,
1: <laughs> just a giant mm. scar across her chest doesn't show anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, because she's just been sewn up, you know. So, yep. Um.
1: Oh yeah, I guess it'd be the Y on her body then.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this uh, this photo is interesting, and if you look at it, there is some, uh, yeah, there's some lighting behind them. It's to the left, and I, I think that's just the kind of lighting that happens to be in the in the motel room. I, I would be surprised if they changed the setting of their first meeting to someplace different. Um, it could
1: be even, like, you know, those old cheesy 80s lighting at, like, a vanity mirror kind of thing.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, if this is kind of some, some run-down hotel uh, that uh, Wednesday is staying at, which I think it might be, like, the lower end of, you know, they haven't changed their a lot of their stuff for probably a couple decades at least. So, you know, yeah, that could be it, too. Um, I just was looking out and thinking, well, that's kind of weird. I've never seen that before. But, you know, yeah, it could just be different different... Uh, Dating from a different decade, so, uh, but it's a good photo, you know. It's it's shadows and black, um, and Laura looks. I mean, she looks beautiful. Um, obviously, she's she's dead. So uh, we spoke a little bit um, before we started the podcast uh, about how you know, obviously, in the book, as time goes on, um, her appearance is she's more dead, you know. Yeah. So, Decays. So it's interesting to see uh, how that'll play out. But obviously right now, she's just been freshly buried. So I'd like to see what they do even in this scene to kind of, not just the fact that we know she's she just was buried, but what does that do, you know, in terms of showing her death on the screen? This is this just about the scar? Is he going to comment how she smells kind of dirty, like dirt? Or she smells like she's kind of, like, decaying. I mean, that kind of thing. I want to... i like to see how that kind of plays out.
1: Yeah, he looks a little unsettled at the sight of her.
0: Well, I'd be unsettled, too. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> Hi, honey.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. You thought I was dead. Uh, so. I'm
1: sorry. Was it not just at your funeral?
0: Surprise! <laughs> Early birthday present. Um... Yeah, so that's that's interesting. It's a nice photo. Like I said, I thought it, it was really good. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this photo?
1: I really love it. I mean, like, visually, it's stunning. And the way the pictures how the lighting is on her face, it doesn't make her look dead. Like, in this picture, she still looks alive. But I bet... In the scene, when we get to watch it, we'll get to see, like, her out of the light, and it'll probably show that she's got a little bit of decay going on, and um, we can only see one eye, but we know the other eye is going to be, like, crooked and adorable. Yeah. (laughs) I can't wait to see that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and there's a lot of post-production stuff they still have to do, so, you know, this photo, it, it might just be, like, before they add some additional stuff, you know, maybe through effects or whatever. Uh, whether it's CGI or, or practical effects um, that, that we just, like you said, we might not be able to see the other eye, the other side of her face, so we don't know for sure uh, how she looks on the other side. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, already how is she looking decay wise the KYs and how is that going kind to of progresses as the series you know, moves along and, and everything. So, uh, But so far, good. I like it. It's a great picture. Like I said, great lighting. looks great. So, yeah. I mean, I, it, it is what it is. It's a, just a really good photo.
1: Yeah, and Ricky Whittle's face is amazing. Like, just in that side look, you can see he's unsettled, but also there's betrayal in his eyes, there's a mourning, and there's also that, like, sweet, intimate, missing his wife kind of look. It's all there, and... Oh, I cannot wait to see more of him. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um... Okay, so... Uh, Since we're doing photos, uh, let's transition into Ricky (laughs) tweeting a shirtless photo before and after. Uh, So there's a photo of when he played Lincoln, where the guy was just shredded and just looks amazing, you know, just ridiculously ripped and and great. But uh, to play Shadow, he has put on 26 pounds of pure muscle.
1: Yes, he has. (laughs) So... And my god, man, like, you, like, you, like, they're washboard abs. You could literally, like, wash your clothes on those abs. They're just, like, chiseled.
0: Yeah, well, you know, just damn genetics. Whatever. (laughs)
1: Genetics. (laughs) Yeah. Just bra fucking O, sir. You look amazing.
0: (laughs) Right. Like, um, yeah. uh, It's like, like, I wish I had... A nutritionist, and I wish I had a personal <laughs> trainer and someone to just like, here you need to eat this right now, and you just do, you know. Right. So I want that life. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's yeah, it's just nuts. Um, yeah, it's a great photo. The side by side comparison. It's obvious that he's put on just a massive amount of muscle. Uh, so you know, bravo for him because Shadow always comes across in the book as pretty intimidating guy i mean he's big he's just big and he's just ripped and there aren't a lot of guys that could intimidate you know shadow um because he is in the book such a just a big massive ripped just muscle guy you know which makes the battle between um you know when when shadow and uh mad Sweeney tussle it's a big deal because in the book it's like they make it obvious that the shadow is big because they, they mention about how even for shadow, even shadow is impressed at how just tall Mad Sweeney is. So in the fact that this Mad Sweeney towers over shadow and for that to be the case, uh, you're talking about someone who's just big, you know? Yeah.
1: Truly. So and he's looking the parts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. He's looking, he's looking great. So, ah, anyway, you know, tramp down that uh, jealousy of, you know. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to the gym. I work out every day, and I haven't hit that point yet. So, you
1: know. <laughs> so, just like, oh, how can you do this? <laughs>
0: exactly. Anyway, so let's move on. Uh, we have uh, some people filming together. Who would that be? We have Laura and oh, I had
1: to read back up my notes. Um, yeah, Laura and Anubis. Yes, yeah,
0: so which is where I got the Anubis earlier because I misread it. So,
1: <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't just anything. Just their film chairs. They post. They post a picture of their film chairs. Just said Laura Moon and Anubis. So we haven't gotten any pictures. We just know they're filming together. So that's exciting.
0: Yep. Yep. Don't know what that is yet, but uh, you know they're adding more stuff in the in the show, more material. So. Uh, I can see people meeting that didn't meet in the books, you know, so be, there could be more connections being made.
1: I'm very excited to see what that's about. Yeah. Um, so, I guess one of the big things is, um, of course, San Diego Comic-Con is this weekend. We're filming on Wednesday the 20th, so Comic-Con is just in two more days, and, of course, American Gods is going to be there, and we're so excited to hear everything that's going to go on. Um, If you are one of the lucky bastards that gets to go to this thing, um, the American God's panel is on Friday the 22nd. It's at 315 in room 6BCF. How many freaking rooms are there that they have to have like three letters after that? That's Um, impressive. (laughs) Right? This place has to be insane. And um, there's going to be freaking autograph signings at um at the Bone Orchard, which is booth 4029 at 445, and Brian Fuller posted, you know, come worship at the Bone Orchard all weekend.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous of people who get to go. <laughs>
0: um Okay, so I wanna get into I wanna get into full on uh full on Comic Con stuff uh before we get into that though though let's um why don't we just finish off our our other news so we can really devote uh some time to kind of speculating on what we think the comic-con might be bringing us this week
1: okay so one of the big pieces this week is of course new casting and um our new cast member is playing a small but important role of shadow's best friend Robbie, and it's mr dane cook the comedian actor himself who honestly i mean like the moment i read that it was gonna be him i was like okay that's i'm on board he looks the part
0: (laughs) yeah i mean robbie plays such a minor role Uh, i could see i could see dane cook maybe filming a few days worth of material and that's probably gonna be it because i'm i'm guessing it's just gonna be stuff for like a flashback you know that kind of thing um you know, it's but you know, it's also possible that there might be more flashback though because I guess if I had, I guess one of my criticisms, minor criticisms, uh, is that I know that, that Robbie in general wasn't very important in the novel, all right? Because the events that that happened took Shadow's wife, but this is like Shadow's best friend. And I guess I, I wish we could have got more context in terms of their friendship, you know, because Shadow Shadow's mourning his the loss of his wife, and I, I know that we learn what happened there with Robbie and his involvement, and not just the, the wreck, uh, the accident that happened, but also... Um, What
1: was happening when the wreck
0: happened? Yeah, so there's some other stuff going on. Um, So I guess, even in the book, it was a hard... And I I get the Shadow, you know, learning all the things that he he learns here. Um, Maybe his feelings are conflicted with Robbie's death, but I always thought that it would have been nice to get a little more context as to... Their French, what their friendship is, and how good of friends they are, and how this, and despite everything that he learns, he's still mourning the loss of his of his best friend too. So I'm hoping that we don't just get the the flashback involving the accident and what was going on, but also maybe get some flashbacks to like Robbie and Shadow hanging out, and Robbie and Shadow, you know, being friends, and then obviously when. Shadow and Laura meet, and Robbie and his wife meet. Because because Shadow and Robbie's wife were actually on a date, and I believe Laura. or no! Wait, I'm completely messing that up. Sorry. I think if I'm not if I remember correctly, how'd that go? Sorry, I'm like. <laughs> so now I, this, it's
1: your turn yeah, to mess up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm pulling like a complete like brain fart here. Because I'm trying to remember in the books how Shadow and Laura met, and I like, I can't remember if it was that, that Robbie and his girlfriend, then you know, eventually eventual wife, were on a date, or and that Shadow came in to meet them, and Laura was there with them, and that's how they kind of met. I don't exactly remember, so like you can all annihilate me because I should know this, but it's for whatever reason. Um, I'm just pulling a complete, not a complete blank, but I'm 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 kind of unsure if I'm mixing this up with uh, something else. But um, anyway, so all that anyway, the the point being, I just hope we get more context as to their friendship and and we don't just get one flashback of the accident.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see some more context between them all, like. In Friday Night Lights, in that very first episode, you see, like, Tim Riggins, Jason, and Lila hanging out together and having, like, these bonding moments around, like, a fire. It'd be nice to kind of see a bit of background with them in American Gods like that.
0: Sure. And I think that'd be important, too. It's—and even with Laura, I mean, I want to see more of Laura pre-accident as well. Because that's another thing that we need to – because we need to care about her. We need to see more of what their relationship was like before he went to prison to mourn the fact that she's alive but yet not alive. So – and what that means – Alive,
1: kind of. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I, I want to see what they do there. And I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that they maybe include a little more than I think we might be getting. I'm hoping I'm wrong and then we get more than, than I I think we might be getting. So, <clears throat> All right, so the Dane Cook, yep, he was cast, so, uh, so now we know who uh, Robbie is. Uh, all right, so we want to talk a little bit, too, before we jump back into the Comic-Con stuff, we want to end the show, really, with Comic-Con speculation, uh, talk a little bit about what we think we might see, but before we get to that, um, let's just touch a little bit on how, how far we think they have filmed up to this point. Okay, so we've heard about uh, Cloris Leachman and Peter Stormare uh, filming. Uh, haven't heard about them filming yet, but um, they're not gonna you know cut those scenes out, and I don't think that's gonna be the case.
1: No, because I mean you're not gonna have like someone like Cloris Leachman and Stormare cast as these roles and not make them you know a decent part. These actors are fantastic, and I really want to see their role because that's so far where I'm at in the book. That's been one of my favorite scenes is Chernabog, and um, I'll never be able to pronounce her name right. Zoria.
0: Zoria. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Zor- Z- Zoria. Zoria Palu- 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 Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Zoria. <laughs> um but
1: yeah that's one of my favorite scenes and i really hope we get to get that
0: yeah well you know chernobog is one of my favorite characters in the books because he just comes off as a complete nodal a complete and total asshole um
1: we just gotta love those guys
0: and and zoria is great she's like this frazzled woman who's just like constantly running around trying to keep like the Keep the the peace all the time and make sure everybody's happy and that things aren't just descending into complete chaos. So, so yeah, um, we, we haven't heard about those those scenes being filmed. How far do we think they are? That's a hard thing. Um, uh, you know, if if we don't get to, I think Laura, I think Laura's sort, of, you know, her. Burial is going to be, I believe, somewhere around episode three or four. So I think maybe in the end of episode three or four, whatever episode she's buried is when we see her come back, you know. <clears throat> and so, where do we where do we go from there? Um, well, we start the we start the road trip, really. You
1: yeah, because we know we. Um... Go to Matt or um, Matt Sweeney. Yep. We have the bar scene. Yep. And we confirmed that there's been pictures of that, so we know that's happened. And then after that,
0: well, it's kind of up in the air. It's, it really depends on what they do with the other gods. And I think this is going to be a show. Why? Why do I think we're moving it a slower pace in terms of everything? Mm-hmm. You know, like why? Why are we getting Laura's funeral in episode three or four? You know, when if we just follow how we think it goes in the books compared to adapting it to the show, I think it's because we're going to be jumping across multiple people in this in this series. Obviously, Shadow's going to be the big one. Shadow and Wednesday. um, That's a very you know important. Storyline, and that's where we're probably going to spend most of our time. But I also think we're going to be jumping over to see what's going on with the other gods, you know, and getting more like getting like take this technical boy. We might be we might be getting more of him in standalone scenes that don't require Shadow to be there. It could just be you know him talking to Mister World or you know whoever. I mean, there's there's. Uh, uh, I think they're going to be jumping across multiple plot threads uh, each episode. And so that's going to take us away from the shadow. It's going to allow us to see some other characters and flesh them out. And so I think the reason we're not getting, like say Laura's funeral and say like the end of episode one or, or sometime in episode two is because they just can't do it. They can't move that quickly. They have other storylines they need to get to in each episode. So, things aren't going to move as quickly as we think they would normally.
1: Yeah. And I think they just also have to get us acclimated into that world and build up to getting into the, you know, fast-paced god stuff before. Like, they want to build up the jail, the prison, his story a bit, give us some flashbacks, and also probably touch on Loki probably first and get him out of the way of their talks in prison.
0: Yeah. And like we've speculated before, you know, I could see the end of the first episode, I could see Shadow being told that Laura's died. And, but we've also got an entire episode. So what, you know, <clears throat> so we talked about, I think we speculated in the last episode, or the episode before that, You know, you could see the first episode being primarily about Shadow surviving prison. You know, what's that doing to him? Uh, What's his daily life like? And introducing us to some characters, his inmates, people around him, all of it. So the first episode is going to be, I think, more about establishing Shadow and his life in prison as opposed to kind of just moving us forward really quickly and getting out of prison. And now we're just off to the races. I I think that's the way it probably will go. So I could see why they might want to not move as quickly. Because American Gods as a book is not huge. And they don't want to cover this in one season. It's going to take like a couple of seasons, I think, to do this book. Three. Three seasons to do things properly. So right there you go. You know, it's basically each season is going to comprise of roughly a third of the book. So give or take, you know, so yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I think they've probably filmed up to Technical Boy in the, like, the book story and probably on the way have thrown in a few, probably put in quite a bit of media already.
0: Well, yeah, we, we know media is going to be playing a bigger role in the show than she did in the books. So like they've got r they've got a lot of room to play and I think they're they're not they're gonna let themselves be boxed in by just adapting word for word from the from the novels. And considering what, what Brian Fuller did with Hannibal, we know we know <laughs> that you can do great television. You don't have to be like you don't have to slavishly adhere to the book. You know, there's room for adding in new material, departing from some of the material in the book, and uh, like reimagining things that you, you already think you're going to see, but they just kind of going to come out a little differently.
1: Yeah. Yeah, truly. And um, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of technical boy and media. For probably two solid episodes, we're going to see a lot of them before we continue on with the story, like with Chernabog and Zoria.
0: Yeah, and we've got, a, we've got a, lot of, a lot of gods to see, and I won't be surprised <laughs> if they throw in a few more. Yeah. So, and look, what we have to remember is Neil Gaiman is totally involved in this series. He is someone that they probably bounce ideas off all the time. So... You have to, and look, they, they ultimately make the decisions here. But they're adapting the show. But I have to believe that everybody that's working on this show, in terms of Neil, uh, Neil Brian, Michael, uh, they're all, I believe, on the same page. You know, in terms of adapting this material, where you know, can we make changes or can we make improvements? Uh, I'm not worried. Because it's coming, not just with Neil Gaiman's blessing, it's coming, I believe, with his, you know, assistance and and help.
1: Oh, yeah, I think he's been quite a big part in, like, guiding them or, you know, just approving of any ideas. Like, I'm sure Brian comes to him a lot saying, is this okay to put into your world? Do you approve?
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, look, he's not, like, you know, Brian's accomplished, and I, I, I think it's probably more along the lines of running something by him, an idea he had, a concept, and do you think this sounds like it would be a great idea? Uh, how do you think yes. that we can improve this? You know, things like that. It's more like um, asking for an opinion, uh, maybe somebody who can give a different perspective, not someone who he's just walking up to you and saying, please, sir, uh, am I doing this properly? Help me. No,
1: definitely no. not. It's, mm-hmm. I definitely see, like, I love this world you've created, and I want to add to it. And do I have your blessing to add these into it kind of thing?
0: Yeah. No, I think it's, it's a very collaborative experience. Um, <clears throat> at least on everything that I've read and I've heard, it seems like it's uh, something that everyone involved is kind of on the same page. They know what they're doing and cohesive it's a key yeah, it's a cohesive effort on many many fronts uh and i think it takes that to make a great show you know you can't have everyone splintered and angry because their their idea isn't used you know stuff like that it happens a lot more than you think
1: yeah it takes a town to raise a family
0: <laughs> yeah and in this in this uh, in a town to make a tv show <laughs> yep so um which isn't far from the truth, to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, okay, so... Why don't we kind of jump into the, the last portion of this episode? And we wanted to hold off, you know, the entire time, for the most part, because we wanted to talk about the Comic-Con. Um, this is a big deal, right? Comic-Con, it's San Diego Comic-Con. Everyone knows about it. Anybody that has any... You know, uh, love for TV and movies and games and everything. Like, San Diego Comic Con is where you go, you know, especially when it comes to movies and television, right? That's where p- there's panels for every, like, basically every TV show out there for the most part. Um, well, every big important show, you know, they don't have room for everybody, but, you know, when, if you have a panel at the Comic Con, it's a big deal. Okay. And they it's use huge. this. Yes, it's huge. And and a lot of shows use this as a way to really get word of mouth spreading on their show or their movie.
1: Yeah, it's huge publicity.
0: This is and I said this before. I think it's, I said this a few weeks ago. I said, you know, the they're going to be using this is this is a jumping off point. You know, this is where they they take the Comic-Con and they make sure that, that – they're hoping and I feel like they need to do this. Uh, they want to come out of that Comic-Con with everyone just saying, wow, I cannot wait until that comes out. I didn't even know about it before Comic-Con. Now I do and now all I want to do is see the pilot. Like that is what they want. That's what they, they – you know, that's what you want. Everybody wants that. But I feel like with American Gods, this is this is something that they should be striving to do in the Comic Con this this year.
1: Yeah, they want people to see it and say like, you may, all people who've read the books or who have not see this and say, "This is amazing. This looks awesome. I want to see how. I want to see where this goes. I will watch the pilot."
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know that it sounds like we're just boiling this boiling this down, but. What you have to understand is, Comic Con is, it's like, I, it's like the E three, version of like movies and television, right? E yes. three is huge because that's where like the biggest, usually the biggest news, for any games that are coming out in the next, you know, year or so, it, it's coming out at E three. Okay, this is this is the E3 version for movies and television. So, it's a big deal, you know. The same way that when Apple unveils new products, and they have big, you know, Apple just unveiling, you know, of the you know the newest iPhone that's come out or whatever iPad, whatever, you know, everyone like people live stream that stuff, you know. Yeah,
1: and literally, like every news source is gonna be covering Comic Con. Yeah. So the word will be out there. And um, Brian Fuller has said, you know, they're not live streaming, but he will be putting out the panel video the very next day for everyone to see. I just, it's going to be awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And before we go any further to, you know, get into some speculating and stuff like that. um, So what we're going to do is, now, our days when we record this are kind of fluid. You know, we, we both, like, she's three hours behind me. You know, and so some days we just we can't record because we're both busy or there's just plans we can't break. And, you know, I'm going here for a family uh, event or she's doing the same things like that. So every week, you know, on the are not on vacation, we'll get episodes recorded. But usually it's, it's hard for us to kind of say, all right, Mondays are when we're going to record because that's easy to say, but isn't always easy to do. <laughs> so, what we would do is we just say, all right, you know, we'll see what day, you know, we we'll get next week and we'll just find a day to do it. That being said, this is different. All right. This is Comic Con. It's huge. So, um, this is what we're going to do. Uh, their panel, I believe, is Friday, correct? Yes. Friday. So, what I think is going to happen is sometime uh, Saturday or possibly Sunday. We are going to uh, record a podcast, I'm going to edit it it once we're done, and we're going to get it out ASAP.
1: If we don't do it Saturday, it'll be early Sunday, so we at least get it out in the afternoon on Sunday or the evening.
0: Yeah, at some point before Monday hits, the podcast will already be up. Uh, This is going to be our post-Comic-Con podcast uh, this is where we're going to go over everything that Comic-Con, you know, showed us regarding American Gods. So if there's a trailer, uh, if there, there are new pictures, if there's more casting news, you know, whatever it happens to be, we're going to cover it uh, as soon as we can and get a podcast out so that you can listen to the episode and, you know, so you have access to the information. Now, I get it. Look. It's not like you can't just jump on and go American Gods Comic Con and just see whatever is coming out. But, you know, if you are listen to this podcast, it's because you want to hear what we have to say. I mean, that hopefully um, and <laughs> hopefully our opinion, you know, matters some somewhat. Um, so
1: not to sound too full of ourselves. Yes. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes. It's my opinion is like gold. Uh everybody wants it. Um Right. No, yeah, no. No, trust me. Uh my wife would say differently. Um so so that's what uh, we're trying to, to do is to get this out for you so that you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you've you've already been you know, a handful of episodes in with us so far, um, on the show, then I'm hoping that you're continuing to listen and that you wanna hear what we have to say come, you know, post the uh, American Gods uh, panel, so we will have one up as quickly as we can, so we can give you you know the info. So in our opinion, and, and as to what uh, what we saw and what we heard.
1: Yes, can't wait.
0: So if you do hear anything though, you know, say it's um Saturday and you say some new photos are thrown up and you see them. And you want to comment, send us in an email, you know?
1: Yes. Tweet at, tweet us, at us. Email them to something. us. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Let us know what you think. Say, wow, you know, this new picture of, uh, I don't even know. Um, Wednesday came out or something. I don't know. Anyway, you love it. It's a fantastic photo. Uh, or they have a new picture. Let's say they have a picture of Easter for the first time. We haven't seen her. So, you know, if you have an opinion, get a hold of us. If you have a question, Get a hold of us. Let us know what you think um, because uh, we said this before. We'll say it again. I'll say this all the time. Uh, this is a collaborative experience between us and you. Um, you're, you, I mean, our responsibility is to come on here every week and, and provide you with content and opinions and ideas and excitement for the show and hopefully some some cool analysis and some good analysis, really, of whatever it is we're talking about. Um, but you're, it's not a responsibility. You don't have to write in. If you just like to listen to the podcast, that's fantastic. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But um, we want to collaborate with you. We want to hear what you have to say. and We want your questions. So don't be afraid to get a hold of us and let us know what you think
1: absolutely okay and yeah. if you like us you can go to itunes and leave us this five star rating you know only five stars yeah <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah four stars are for losers okay <laughs> uh it's like well you get a one <laughs> wow that was quick okay um i guess i won't never talk again unsubscribe <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah so yeah if you would like to give us a a review let us know what you think, and, um, yeah, just get a hold of us. Uh, you can get a hold of us a variety of ways. Uh, I know we're kind of jumping ahead on this because you usually we do this at the end, but, uh, yeah, so just... Yeah, slip it in. Yeah, so go ahead. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, what's the contact info. All
1: right, so our email is americangodspodcast at gmail.com. Um, we have our website, americangodspodcast.com. And I'm constantly on Twitter, and it's the easiest way to, you know, reach me like that. Um, It's at American Gods Pod. And we're also on Facebook. Just look up the American Gods Podcast, and we will pop up. It's got our little tree logo. That's how you know it'll be us.
0: Yep. And you can find me on Twitter at uh, Michael Michael underscore Atlantic. And uh, I'm not, I'm on, like... Pretty much all day. Like I have my Twitter feed up, and you know, if I see something, I'll, I'll post a tweet or uh, you know retweet a photo or comment that's made, stuff like that. Um, so I'm kind of hovering around Twitter most of the time, and I check it, you know, probably twenty, thirty times a day. But um, but I'm out and about and doing things, so it's not like boom, boom, boom. You know, like constantly on. Sarah, on the other hand, is like, she is plugged in, like, plugged in like the Matrix plugged in, so, uh, she's kind of just, uh, she's our go-to person for all things American Gods. Yeah,
1: yeah and if you want to follow my personal Twitter, it's at Labyrinth Rose, and I don't post on there very much, because I'm usually just American Gods posting constantly, but I occasionally post on there, and you can also reach me out there. Yeah. If you don't want to, like, reach out to Michael. Yeah.
0: Yes, I thought, like, well, after that comment about the five-star five star reviews and the four-stars are for losers, I will only be con- contacting Sarah. So, um, okay. Like chicks rule. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, it's kind of, like, reminds me of, uh, oh, what's it? Uh, Calvin and Hobbes. I don't know if you ever read Calvin and Hobbes. Yes, oh, okay. I
1: have, like... The complete question. Yes, well, that's <laughs>
0: awesome because American God, or, yeah. So, um, Calvin and Hobbes is, like, by far the greatest comic. I know there are penis yes. fans out there, and don't get me wrong, it's great, but you just can't beat Calvin and Hobbes.
1: No. Love Calvin and Hobbes.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so, with that tangent out of the way, let's, uh, <laughs> let's chat a little bit about Comic-Con. So, I guess the question is, what are we going to see? What's coming?
1: Well, Brian Fuller has said that their booth is going to be the Bone Orchard. I'm really curious as to what the hell that's going to look like. How big it's going to be. Like, are you going to be able to, like, walk through and around it? Maybe they're going to build a pathway around it. That would be really cool if they actually put trees around their booth or something.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I could see, like, they. I think they want to, like I said, was a lab. Blah, 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 blah. Let me uh, start again and not uh, <laughs> let my mind get ahead of my mouth. Um, we said earlier that they want to come out of Comic-Con feeling like they're on fire, right?
1: Yeah, making an impact.
0: Making, yes, making an impact. Uh, some shows come out of Comic-Con with a whimper, some come out with a bang. And obviously, everyone wants to, if possible, come out with a bang, But for a new show, that's really important. It's one thing if you're established, you've been around for a couple of years, but when you're new, you have to make the most of your opportunity, right? And I know we're months and months away, okay? So I think that's not lost on me. So we're months and months away from this premiere, but you want to go, you want to be viral these days. You know, now this is kind of a long-term thing. So, I guess long-term viral thing, because you know, <laughs> new new fo- new photos come out constantly. You know, new information comes out, and all of that can kind of spread quickly. But you want your your show to be in the public consciousness, right?
1: Yeah, and you want it to be talked about.
0: Yeah, and so in say three or four months, when the first maybe when the first uh, trailers uh, start appearing on television, things like that. Like you want people to say, Oh, that's right. You know, I saw that at Comic-Con. That was amazing. Or they released that trailer a few days after Comic-Con. That looks unbelievable. Oh, I forgot that. Okay. I'm definitely watching that when it comes out. So yeah, they, that's what you do. You start early, you start building. It's like, um, it's like a wave, right? I mean, if you're on the beach and you're right at the edge of the water, like the wave comes crashing into it's the you know to the surf and it smashes everybody and it's you know a lot of fun to get hit by a wave, um, but a wave doesn't start there. Like it starts way 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 back. You know, it's like what we're seeing is like the end part, right? But the wave starts, you know, miles and miles away. So. Like that's where it begins and that's kind of like what we're doing now you, know, you get the steady stream of information some pictures casting news things like that and then boom you come out of comic con like a, like a bat out of hell right you're yeah. just this is it's amazing you've done a great job people are now salivating they now can't wait for your show to come out and that's what they want to do and if they need to dress up the, the hall that they're in and make like trees. Like, you, like people that come in for this panel are going to be walking among the bone orchard. Uh, the trees. Yeah, like, I don't
1: know how big these booths get to be or how close they are to other booths, but I can hope that they get you know, a decent amount of space that they can make something like
0: really cool for us to walk through. Well, I believe like most of the rooms, um, I think, are pretty big. You know, uh, it fits a fair amount of people inside. So I think they have some room to play with dressing things up. And if they really want to make everybody feel like they're inside the bone, or- bone orchard, uh, kind of walking among all these trees and things like that, they could they could do it. And so I won't be surprised. And look, S.T.A.R.S. is, you know, they're spending a lot of money on the show. So, like, for them, it's like, what the hell does another, like, hundred thousand dollars mean <laughs> when it comes to making this comic-con amazing you know we're spending uh, this is just me guessing but you know we're spending uh 70 million dollars on this on this tv show so why not spend seventy million, one hundred thousand dollars like at some yeah. point it doesn't it's such a i say it's a small amount of money Knowing for well i would die for someone just hand me a hundred thousand bucks but In the the grand scheme of things, it's not that much money for, like, a show and uh, network to dish out.
1: Yeah, a network may have a budget, budget, but it makes sense for them to make a deficit for the greater outcome.
0: Yeah, in this case, it's definitely something that they should do. This is, I mean, they're certainly going to hype this thing like crazy in the months to come. So it's important that they keep this constant simmering... um, excitement about this show going so it really begins to take over and so when that thing premieres it's something like a ton of people are looking forward to
1: oh okay another thing um with hannibal you know the fandom and the crew all had flower crowns do you think at this first comic-con panel they're going to be wearing like crowns of bones
0: that'd be awesome
1: That'd be so awesome, and like little leaves sticking out of them, but like, they'll be like just small bones, like out of the fingers or something.
0: It'd be so cool. Uh, they could be doing that, you know. I could see this cast seems like the cat, a kind of cast that would <laughs> go the extra mile, and and really have fun with it. And the thing is, I I've heard stories about actors that come to Comic Con and just have a miserable time, but to me, those are people that don't really want to be there and don't really understand what it's all about. Like they, they could basically just care less about all of it. And you can't do that. I think at Comic-Con, if you really want people to get behind your show or whatever, if you do that, you really ruin the mood for, because it's such a joyous celebration of, of TV and movies that, if you feel if you want to get anywhere with the people that are there, the, the worst thing you can do is just act like a petulant child. And I don't think that this cast is going to do that. This To me, this kind of seems very close. It uh, seems like they're very positive. And I could see them just saying, sure, whatever, let's do it.
1: Yeah, and like every single one of them, they, the tweets they post are just so excited about getting to work on this. And they're so excited about the story and what they get to do. Yeah, it's really great energy to see. And I know they're going to bring that to Comic-Con. And their energy is just going to create excitement for everybody.
0: Yeah, well... it Like we said, I, well, I, I think we talked about uh, in the Brian Fuller episode, we mentioned how Brian Fuller has built up you know, serious cachet when it comes to his rep, you know reputation in, in Hollywood and his reputation just in, on TV circles especially. Uh, people know what Brian Fuller who he is. They know the quality that his shows have, and so these people that are in this show. They know there's a big fan base for American Gods. They know it's a celebrated book. They know that it's got a lot of really interesting characters in it. They know that there, because of this, there are gods from around the world, there's a lot of opportunity from you know multicultural uh, characters to come into the narrative and be important. And I just think that I just think they're just happy to be there and really excited to work with someone that they know is really talented it's it's happens i think a lot it's a lot more rare than i think people really know to to, the chance to work with someone who's really good at what they do and will bring out the very best in you doesn't happen as often as people think if you're an actor
1: yeah yeah completely right um we i think we both agree that there's going to be a trailer most likely what do you think is going to be in the trailer?
0: Um, alright, well, let's look at this logically, okay? They they had to have this trailer done already. Um, I can't imagine they're still working on the trailer. I guess possible they could be, but I'm gonna say that they were probably done with this trailer like a week ago. Alright, so... We have to think about where they're probably at filming-wise. I think that if we get a trailer... It's going to be comprised of material between of maybe the first three or four episodes. I think the first four episodes are game. After that, I think they may not be done with enough to maybe fit it in the trailer. So I could see it being images of Shadow in prison, Shadow meeting Wednesday, uh, Shadow and Mad Sweeney. And maybe Laura's funeral and maybe, maybe, just maybe we could hear Sha- hear, Laura- hear Laura's voice without seeing her, like maybe Shadow's back turned to the camera and then we hear Laura say, you know, hi puppy or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> and, and so that could be like the way it ends. I, I, I mean, that's just my guess. But I think the first four episodes are probably game for this this trailer. After that, I just don't think they have enough done, enough material.
1: Yeah, your prediction's super close to mine. Like I think it's going to be comprised of like Loki and Shadow in prison, just a glimpse of them. Um, Shadow going to Laura's funeral, him being harassed by Wednesday, and a bit of the bar scene. And it ending with Shadow coming face to face with Laura. And then at the very end it's just gonna go black and then we're gonna get a premiere date.
0: Yeah, I, I do I did want to mention that too, actually. About the the premiere date. So I think yeah. that's coming. I hope we get that. Well, I think at this point they like they know where they're at shooting wise, they know how long it's gonna take to finish the uh, finish filming roughly um how long it's going to take to post production? At this point, I feel like they have a pretty good um, idea of where they can safely say this is the this is the the uh, premiere date, and they're not going to have any problem meeting, you know, that day. So I, st- I, you know what? All right. So first, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess the premiere date. Um, what do you, do you have a guess as to when you think the premiere is going to be?
1: Um, you know what? February 19th, 2017. February. That's my
0: guess. February 19th. Okay. Um. Hmm. I guess it depends on what day this premieres on.
1: Yeah, we really don't even know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think, like. Hmm. I think this is going to premiere on a Wednesday. (laughs) You might be right. So I'm thinking it's going to be February 5th. Actually, that'd be the day after Valentine's Day.
1: And The Walking Dead starts on Valentine's Day, usually after their mid-season hiatus.
0: Um...
1: I don't know if they'd want to do that right after The Walking right. Dead.
0: I'm going to say, I'm going to guess February 8th. I think February 8th. Okay. So that's my guess. Yeah.
1: We could be a whole month off. Who knows?
0: <laughs> Who knows? But I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. I sure hope so. Well, I mean, let's look at where we're at, right? We're in, Ju- we're in <clears throat> July. <laughs> All right, so we have July, we have August, September, October, November, December, January, February. Right, it means we got seven months.
1: Yep, less right. than
0: seven months. If 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 my date's correct, for instance, we're just shy of seven months. All right, how much more filming do they have to go? I'm gonna say they have somewhere around, s- but I want to say six to six to eight weeks of filming left. It's right. yeah. so two months. A good, right?
1: like, four episodes yeah. left, maybe.
0: So they have the uh, rest of July, August, and maybe most of September. Half to all of September, right? So so if they start finish filming it, like, mid-September, for instance, then they have the rest of September, October, November, December, January, to do post-production.
1: Yeah, because, like, when September hits and all the new fall seasons come out, they're going to want to have, like, their um, trailers to promote in between the new stuff that's out in the fall. Yeah. Yeah, I would think they'd have to.
0: Yep, so... Yeah, so I'm guessing that that's just my guess. And who knows, like I said, we could be completely wrong or we could be pretty close or we could... We could even be dead on, although I don't think we'll be dead on. But
1: yeah. We could be off by months, but I really hope not. <laughs>
0: yes. I'd rather be off by days, not months. Um, like
1: Game of Thrones, it just got pushed back to the summer. Yes,
0: it did. <laughs> <sighs> Tear. Alright, um, right, so how long do we think the trailer's going to be? That's a question. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a teaser, right? So we're not gonna yeah. get like a, a two three minute trailer. I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be very quick glimpses. I'm gonna say about a minute three seconds.
1: <laughs> I say my max is a minute and fifteen seconds. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So take bets, guys, and on which one of us is right on dates and whatnot. Obviously,
0: we're pretty close. So. <laughs> Over,
1: We're both pretty close in our mindsets. O- Over-under,
0: isn't that... Uh, <laughs> it's going to be really kind of tight here. Um,
1: yep.
0: <laughs> all right, so yeah, I think as I said, quick glimpses. I think... Yeah, and I think if we get a, 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 t- a teaser trailer here, I don't expect the first real full trailer until somewhere around... Mm, November?
1: I think September... We should at least get a decent trailer.
0: Possibly. It's possible. You might be right. It doesn't have many trailers that they put out between now and the premiere.
1: Plus, September's my birthday, so I'd really like one. Yep. Well,
0: that <laughs> doesn't influence your choice at all. Seriously, <laughs> about my birthday is there. Oh, like, well, Okay, well, I guess that'll be your present. Yeah.
1: Priorities, Brian Fuller. Yeah. You know when you gotta release that.
0: <laughs> On your birthday.
1: Absolutely.
0: Alright, so... um, What else? Do we have anything else? Uh, do we think the whole Comic-Con pe- cast is going to be... Or the whole like major <laughs> cast is going to be at Comic-Con?
1: I think there'll be at least Brian Fuller. Maybe Neil Gaiman. Ricky Whittle. I don't think Ian McShane will be there. I don't think he'll be a part of that. Um, I do think Emily Browning is going to be there and um, I don't know if Julian Anderson will be there or maybe Bruce Langley. I'd like to see Jillian Anderson
0: but um, honestly I think there are going to be a lot of people there. I do. I, here's here's really? I think Ian McShane is going to be there. I think that to me this is one of those times where it's more like everybody needs to just Put in a little extra, um, if that means you got to show up to Comic Con and answer some questions from fans, then you got to do it. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like everybody. Most people love Comic Con, and that comes to the producers, the writers, the the stars of TV shows and movies and things. Um, they love the energy. They love I think they love the experience in general, just being around, surrounded by people that really enjoy what they do um, but since this is their first comic-con and I think I think it's a big deal because of it I think we're gonna see not everybody because I would fill like uh, like five tables but I could see all the major players being there all the major actors playing major roles so you know uh, Ricky is gonna be there and we're gonna see I think uh, Ian McShane, and... Sweeney, Loki. Yep, I mean, I... I Damore, or Damore, Barnes. Yeah. I, I just, I think everybody of real note is going to be there. I think you're going to have somewhere between, say, 10 and 15 stars plus uh, Neil Gaiman. I think he'll be there and I think Brian Fuller and Michael, Michael Green will also be there.
1: That'd be amazing. <laughs>
0: That's just my guess, but I just think it's more like an all-hands-on-deck kind of thing where... Like this is our first thing. This is a big deal. We should all be there. We should all do our part to kind of make sure that this comes off great. We don't want there to be like five people there because nobody wanted to show up. Like that doesn't look good. Like, I feel yeah. like you want people to say, "Wow, like, so many people were there, and, and so many actors and actresses, and it was just awesome." So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree I really hope that's true. I really hope everybody goes. That'd be amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. Um, I think.
1: I guess we'll know in a few days. (laughs) Uh,
0: More predictions. Um, I think along with the trailer, I think we might also get some more images, not necessarily from the trailer. Although I think we'll get some eventually, get some high res images of uh, uh, shots of in the trailer. But I do think we're going to get some other stuff that isn't in the trailers, but some more high resolution images and uh, maybe a few, maybe even a couple more. Uh, cast new cast additions as well I, yeah that'd be great depending on the role the rules they have left to film it could also be one of those things where they have a cast come out and sit down and then they invite x person to come out and sit down too because they just got cast as whoever you know yeah so
1: yeah that'd be yeah. awesome uh
0: all right anything else is there any other predictions we have or do we think we've covered just about everything
1: I think that's about it. I think we've covered it all for this week. Okay. Amazingly. <laughs>
0: right. Oh, it's a big deal. It's going to be awesome. It's. It's. I'm excited. I think everybody is. So. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Looks like we're done. Um, this is our. I guess you could really call it the the pre Comic Con blitz. Uh, you know, we're kind of just.
1: It's Ballroom blitz. <laughs>
0: um, just complete. You know, they have March Madness. This is. July Madness. This is pre-Comic-Con Madness, and uh, all about American Gods.
1: Absolutely. So,
0: um, Alright, well, I guess that pretty much ends our episode, so I guess we will be talking to you all here in a few days once Comic-Con's done, or at least once American yes. Gods Comic-Con panel is done. Uh, we'll get an episode out right away, and until then... just stay excited and talk to you soon
1: have a good night godlings